Blog Talk Radio. for everyone. It's not, not that, that bad. bad. It's okay. okay. But, but I, have I have to say, say that realizing that I'm not able to do any more a two-hour show every Monday, Monday. the regular Forestine's Fire American Soccer Show, I have decided to reduce the showtime to an hour. I have decided to lower my uh, my work intake. Going to go and relax a little bit more in between shows. And uh, part of it is, of course, the amount of uh, hours I do put in to bring in as many guests as possible to come into the show. It's a, it's a bit of a difficult thing at times. And, you know, when I first started this show, I felt that I had to bring in more than just a couple of smidgets of information. I felt I had to do more and show to be better than basically other shows, stream, live streaming, of course, now live audio streaming. Hopefully somewhere down the road I will be able to move into the video department it's not that I don't want to. It's not that I'm too comfortable. 
It's just I have to find the right platform. That's all I got to do. But one thing I knew for sure was this. I want to make sure that the shows I would be doing were dedicated to the game in this country, dedicated to the top division league in MLS. And as we continue to move forward, there was the North American Soccer League, USL. Everything was growing. And everything was going to plan. There's a lot of podcasts now, a lot of video casts out there on social media. And, you know, look, it, it, it's got to keep fighting, got to keep finding ways to go out and bring in as much content as possible. Still a battle out there, and I understand. But I love doing this. Why? Because I love the game. Because if everyone loves the game where they come from, we love the game just as much here. Obviously, separation of leagues, major league, minor league, that whole situation. I never thought that for one moment. That is why I have said to myself, as soon as I do this show, that I was going to start doing the Marhunt U.S. Open Cup preview shows. And look at what happens. Many teams want to come on the show. Many teams, whether they come from the amateur level, Division 3, Division 2, Division 1, try to bring them in as much as possible. And at the same time, I try to bring in those head coaches or members of the coaching staff to come on the show, discuss their road to the Open Cup final. And it's wonderful to have these people respect you for the work that you do and the job that you do. And of course, when it led to me being a part of a uh, media partnership with the North, with the uh, excuse me, the National Premier Soccer League, I haven't had that much fun in a long time. Not saying this isn't fun outside of it, but a wonderful time to talk to these owners, these players, head coaches talk about their clubs. That's all I try and do, folks. That's all I try and do. 
I want to show the respect that these quotes deserve. I want to show respect to these quotes that work hard to put their blood, sweat, and tears into playing the world's game on American soil. And then moving forward to the U.S. men's national team, the U.S. women's national team, CONCACAF Champions League, CONCACAF Gold Cup games. Don't know if I'll be doing Nations League uh, group stage games. We'll see what happens there. But for now, all I want to tell everyone is that It's a hard decision for me because I'm a very proud person, a very, very proud person, because I want to dedicate myself to this game, and I have been. I've been fortunate enough to talk to, partner up colleagues, having a friend, everything else that's going on. It's been just absolutely a fun ride. It's been a fun ride, and I've been enjoying this for a long time. Hopefully, I can make a a transition to the video end of things. But as of right now, uh, I'm just going to remain doing this live audio streaming until I start looking into other situations. And once again, I'm just not feeling well at the moment. So I'm trying to get the stress out out of my system and... Hopefully, everything will be just fine. You know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of time to make contact with people, not just bloggers, internet writers. making, you know, colleagues for other people all over the league. But those people who do the television side and um, and the radio side, whether it be with ESPN, Fox Sports, hopefully CBS soon, we'll see what happens. But the truth is is this. Truth is that I'm lucky enough to call these people friends and colleagues. Especially, especially these former players that helped start the league back in 1996. So there you have it. 
And hopefully everyone can still listen to my show and have some fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got a good show for you tonight. Jesse Marsh finally gets his first win with Leeds United over Norwich City. And then the Red Bull segment, the loss to the Minnesota United FC by a goal to nil. First things first, my first guest, he couldn't come on live tonight. That's okay. We recorded the segment, and here he is right now from the Tennessean Drake Hills on the about-to-be-soon opening up brand-new Nashville SC Stadium. Here's that recording right now. And this is Daniel Feuerstein, the American Soccer Show, as we talk everything about American soccer, anything and everything involving MLS and all the leagues involving our great country. And now, a wonderful moment that has been now almost completely finished, but it looked finished to me, and it was absolutely wonderful. Nashville SC has their brand-new home soon to be ready to go to open and to discuss the new stadium is Mr. Drake Hills from the Tennessean, who's the beat writer on Nashville SC. Drake, welcome back, and how are you? Yeah, Dennis, thanks for having me on once again. It's uh, been a minute, and I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Things are well. Things are fine. Uh, MLS so far is off to a great start in their opening three weeks, and it looks like we got tons of action and tons of goals getting converted that are basically nobody's business. But I have to say, watching on Twitter, uh, the club posting the brand-new Nashville SC Stadium at the Tennessee Fairgrounds looks absolutely gorgeous. I love the look. Everything was wonderful, and I bet you were blown away. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's it's been – uh, a long time coming. I've been touring the stadium for about a year. Now, I remember the first time I went out there, and you know, we had to have the hard hats and the goggles and the, the gloves, and we had to obviously have construction boots on or something um, you know, similar to it. And it was just nothing but steel beams erected out of the dirt. Uh, that was in the winter of 2021, and here we are, you know, winter, late winter, early spring of 2022, and got a chance to actually see what grass uh, looks like, the Bermuda grass laid out there. Um, that's, that's, that was just a blessing to see it all come full circle um, and, and come to fruition after all this time, for sure. Now, have the players and the coaching staff already visited the ground yet, or not yet? Yeah, not yet, um, but there is a time actually at the end of this month um, slash uh, beginning of April. It hasn't been completely confirmed yet, but there's going to be a time where uh, the team and the, and the staff will be able to tour it, kind of get a chance to look at the locker room. Obviously, they've been used to basically sharing a locker room with the Titans at Nissan Stadium, at the NFL multi-purpose stadium. So to get a chance to take a look at their own locker room at a soccer-specific stadium, it's actually going to be one of those locker rooms where there's going to be those temporary dividers um, throughout it. And the purpose of that is is to obviously create a warm soccer locker room um, like you would see at any other ground throughout the world. But also you can knock those out and you can host some college football games. You can host 
obviously some concerts. Um, so it creates a lot of flexibility for what used to be known as National City Stadium is now Geodis Park. Um, so it's a lot of exciting things going on, and I'm, I'm sure once the players get a chance to, like, walk out on the field, it'll, it'll feel real for them. Have you spoken with the players during uh, training or after matches to talk about, you know, how exciting is it? Have you seen any photos? What's the feeling like when you finally are going to run out there and uh, perform a lot of uh, skills on the ball? Yeah, you know what? I've actually actually talked with Dax McCarty um, a couple of times, actually, about the stadium, and also Walker Zimmerman, two guys who, you know, of course, are basically the poster boys of this club uh, down here in Nashville, have been guys who have led this team uh, both just as captains and leaders, but also just with their play um, and with their personality. Uh, And Dex has just been one who's constantly been the voice of how Nashville feels about the way they've come into the league and the way they've been valued and viewed by other clubs, fans from other clubs, uh, just the entire soccer family, and being able to prove uh, folks wrong on the field without having a home is something that Dax has been very vocal on, you know, a guy who knows what it's like to play at a soccer-specific stadium when his time with Dallas and then, of course, Bulls. Um, you know, he knows what it's like to, to value home field advantage and to have a place to call home. And then with Walker, you know, he experienced this when when he was taken by LAFC in the expansion draft and obviously knew what it was like to welcome in Bank of California Stadium. So he is excited to feel what that's like in a region that he's familiar with, being a Southern boy, being from Atlanta, um, knowing what a soccer-specific stadium is going to do for the sport in Nashville and in Tennessee. Uh, so those guys are excited. They're, they're ready for it. And I think it is very much about um, having an actual stadium as much as it is you know, getting tired of playing eight straight games on the road. Yeah. I don't blame it at all. That's the one... That's the one negative, unfortunately, when it comes to building a soccer-specific stadium when it's not within a calendar year, that you're not going to start on time in the next season. Uh, that's happened other stadiums as well. But still, though, it, when, when the whole situation's over with, it's a great relief, and it's going to be a fun time. How are the fans feeling now? Do they have a, a view also about what the stadium means? I mean, of course. I mean, they're actually the, the the cohort or the you know the the group, if you will, that has been the most vocal. They've been ready for it for you know a year and some change. You know, the the stadium, the the story of the stadium actually begins way back in you know 2018 when there was obviously a lot of developments in the at council meetings and you know meetings with the mayor and of course. Uh, meetings with the supporter groups and seeing what they were looking for. And obviously, once the rendering started to come out, they they began uh, being the voice for what Nashville wanted to see with this stadium. And so um, now that it's here, you know, they're excited to just drive down Interstate 65, and you can see it from the interstate. Um, it's, it's that big and it's that close to the city. So um, I'm, I'm sure that if you were to talk to every Nashville City supporter, you know, as, as excited as they are with how National State started this season, I think they're even more excited about finally going into the stadium on May 1st to watch their team play. 
Yeah, I agree with you there. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait. Once it gets on, well, I'm assuming it'll be either on Fox Sports 1 or or on ESPN, which is, you know, they always want to showcase the top stadiums in this league, and it's just another jewel and another notch on the belt for MLS to have this stadium and, of course, to have this stadium for uh, other matches, as you know, the Open Cup, one day maybe Nashville qualifies for the CONCACAF Champions League, and then, of course, there is uh, friendlies with other clubs that might want to come over, and then, of course, the U.S. men's national team, either a friendly, a women's match, a men's match, maybe a World Cup qualifier somewhere down the road, which would be, you know, as much as you... Uh, sorry, sorry about, about that, that folks. folks. Sorry, sorry about, about that. that. I lost all. I lost uh, the other half to the uh, audio. audio. I apologize about that. That's not what I wanted to do. Very very tough. But uh, at least with Drake saying to me that, you know, this is what everyone's been waiting for. In Nashville, this is what everyone has been looking at. To have the stadium ready to go. It's just been absolutely phenomenal to see what the situation is. And, you know, once again, for Drake Hills from the Tennessean, I appreciate his time uh, coming on the show. And, uh, you know, once again, it's a situation where Nashville has a new stadium added to the list. BMO Field, Stad Saputo, Red Bull Arena, Subaru Park, Alley Field. Now, the Nashville Stadium, Explorer Stadium in Orlando, Driving Stadium in Fort Lauderdale, Q2 in Austin, BBVA Compass Stadium in Houston, Toyota Park in Dallas, Frisco area. Allianz Field in Minnesota. Dignity Health Stadium, LA Galaxy. Bank of California Stadium for LAFC. PayPal Park for San Jose. Rio Tinto Stadium in Real Salt Lake. Providence Park converting into a soccer-specific stadium. Lower.com field after the beginning of Columbus Crew Stadium. TQL Stadium in Cincinnati. Just a fun time to be an American soccer fan, an MLS fan, to go out and to say we have a home of our own. 
We all know there still needs more soccer stadiums in the area. Hopefully, the revolution will have one. I understand Mercedes-Benz Stadium is made for both soccer and the NFL. Same thing with Women's Field in Seattle. But truthfully, I hope to get to see more soccer-specific stadiums from those two places. Hopefully, one day, Charlotte FC... Oh, let them breathe a little. We're, you know, they 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 get yeah, they get their honeymoon period. They get their honeymoon period. So I'm not worried about them right now. But if they do build their own stadium, that'd be great. It would be fantastic to see that happen. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen. We have teams in the USL Championship that have also built soccer-specific stadiums, like Louisville City with the Lynn Family Stadium, Wedner Field, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Some of the Texas teams and USL Championship, like San Antonio FC, the old Austin Bold, which is no longer around, but they still have that little stadium in the racetrack area. Unfortunately, El Paso does not have a stadium. They're using minor league baseball stadium. It's okay. And, of course, of course, any time in any league, you can get your own stadium to be built. It's not just a victory for that city or town. It's a victory for the game in this country. We still have more to do. We still have more to grow. And until we get there, there's still more issues that need to be fixed. Many have said, and this is their opinion, and that's fine, that it's possible to promote that ground or promote a athletic complex being a first division stadium. But it's not that. It's about what happens when relegation hits. That is the main problem, folks. Got to make sure you have proper documentation, or else these soccer, or else these clubs are going to assume that they're going to they're going to keep the same rent when they were there as a second division team and not a first. Got to be careful. 
Got to be careful. Jesse Marsh for Leeds United, a 2-1 victory over Norwich City. This was a very good result. Players looked strong. They looked hungry. They knew what they needed to do. And yes, Jesse, as always, had fire in his belly. Always finding a way to get excited and celebrate a victory and celebrate the goals. Took him three matches, but I think it's better that way. Will he be able to keep leads up? That's still a question that has to be asked. I really don't know. Is Leeds still hurting because of injured players? There's a lot of questions to be asked. But if Jesse can pull off the impossible, I, I think he can do it. But this will be a very slim margin. Very, very slim margin for Jesse Marsh. Just going to have to wait and see. But until then, we don't know what's going to happen. Still plenty of questions to ask with leads, with especially with injuries. Trying to save their Premier League lives. And hopefully Jesse can pull it off. If not, back to the championship. And I believe Jesse will remain with the club and have a full off season to work his magic. But one thing is for sure about Jesse Marsh. He's a very realistic guy. He's a very realistic guy. He's not going to give you pie-in-the-sky quotes. Very honest. And he will always make sure that when he talks about that club, the highest regard... And even though the English media will be tough, the Leeds media will be tough, the truth of the matter is this. Jesse knows how to handle the media. Jesse knows what he needs to do. It's a shame it didn't work out at Red Bull Leipzig. It did work for him at Red Bull Salzburg. But still, this would be the biggest mountain climb for Jesse in European football. Without a doubt, managing in England, it comes with 
major risk. Very simply put, it's not just the games you have to plan for. It's not just the players you have to try and manage. You have to be careful when you speak to the English media. Excuse me. Because you never know when a rumor starts. And it could be a negative one towards Jesse. I really believe he needs to pay close attention to what Jet said. And at the same time, He really needs to pay attention to who's saying it. There's nothing more you can say, nothing more you can do. This is what Jesse Marsh got himself into. Not being mean about it, of course. Look, an American manager or head coach... Getting an opportunity, not just to manage in the Premier League, but to manage in the United Kingdom. You've got to do things your own way, but at the same time, you've got to find a way to ease yourself in there and just, you know, go along with the flow. And so far, he's done that. So far, he's done that. He should be proud of himself. And hopefully, Jesse can go out there and find a way to save Leeds. Still has plenty of games remaining. It's going to be a tough task, a tall task. One thing is for sure. Managing in England, you know, it's nonstop. It's nonstop. It's a pain. Got to be careful what you said or what you're saying. Make sure you say it with a smile. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Got to be careful. And you just got to find a way not to fall into those traps. English media will find something. And, it's, I mean, it's not a bad thing. But in reality, you got to be careful of who you're dealing with over there. Got 
Gotta be extra careful. That's all I'm saying. But, like I said, Jesse Marsh, off to a good, uh, I would say a decent start. One win, two losses. Let's see him go on a winning streak now, and let's see if he can keep leads up in the Premier League. That should be a fun time. That should be exciting to watch. Moving forward. All right, folks. Now we get to the local part, New York Red Bulls segment. And they fall to Minnesota United FC by a final of a goal to nil. Tough one. Thought they were going to get at least a draw. I didn't think they're going to, the way they were the way that Dylan St. Clair was going for Minnesota United was unbelievable. All the saves he made, the penalty save, well, Clamal didn't take it well. He really dictated where he was going to go. And St. Clair just makes the big save on the penalty. After VAR, of course, saying that the ball hit the defender's hand and when it bounced up off the ground. But still, though, Dylan St. Clair was the uh, real real answer from last night's match. I mean, look what he did. Big fingertip save, diving save. Was in perfect position. Every time the Red Bulls were setting up chances, they found a way, well, I should say, he found a way to keep that ball out of the net, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. When you've got a goalkeeper who's not playing and he starts off red hot like that, that was amazing. Just having a blinder, just making saves out of his rear end. And now, maybe... If the Canadian Soccer Association is going to take a look at him for future games, you never know. We could see him in World Cup qualifying or Gold Cup or Nations League. It should be interesting. But I'll tell you this right now. That kid had a hell of a game. You cannot take that away from him. Cannot. Made excellent saves. When you're red hot like that, there's no way you're going to cool down. 
And even though the Red Bulls couldn't score, I thought they played strong. I thought they played well. The unfortunate thing is they just got ran into a red-hot keeper. That's the problem. Ran into a red-hot keeper. So that's what it is. Nothing more, nothing less. And now they got to move forward, play their next home game against the Columbus Crew over the weekend on an afternooner. And then it's international break time, World Cup qualification time, USA at Mexico, at the Estadio Azteca. This is going to be a very interesting match. Mexico has not looked good at home, especially against Canada. Coughed up a goal. Mexico is usually dominant at the Azteca. But unfortunately for them, these past couple of home games, they just haven't looked like their dominant self. That's a good thing. And hopefully, depending on the result, and don't forget, it's a three-match unbeaten streak through through a friendly win and two draws in qualification for the World Cup. We need to see what's going to happen with this USA team and how they're going to play against Mexico in their own backyard. So until then, which will be, believe, next Thursday, which we'll probably see, hopefully, on either CBS Sports Network, CBS itself, or Paramount+. Plus should be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to close the show early tonight. I want to thank my guest tonight for recording the show, uh, Mr. Drew, Mr. Drake Hills of the Tennessean, on opening up the brand new Nashville SC Stadium. My name is Daniel Forrestein. Thank you for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care. So long. And bye-bye for now.